There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone. I hope you're doing well. And I've got a new career-related episode to bring to you. And if you've never listened to one of our career insights before, this is when I talk to people from across the industry in different roles from different backgrounds, and we learn a little bit about their journey and what makes them tick. The goal to hopefully extract some useful takeaways for any young person looking to embark on their career. So I hope you enjoy it. Hello, and welcome back to another Career Insights session. In this episode, I went back deep into the Amplify archives to pull out a great conversation with Ayman Rahman, the founder and CEO of DARE, and was also part of the Amplify alumni he trained with us back over 10 years ago. Ayman had what I can only describe as a meteoric rise in his career. He graduated from UCL in 2012. He became the head of a fuel oil trading desk in just two years, and then went on to found his own company, DARE, who is now a major innovator and trading firm in the energy space. In the next 13 minutes, he covers his five most important pieces of advice for any student looking to get into finance, all coming from his own personal experience. It's packed full of great advice, so I hope you find it useful, and let's get to it. My first piece of advice for you all, so I'm going to have five pieces of advice, first piece of advice, demonstrate passion, right? If you really want to work in this industry, you need to be able to back that up with proof. Now, that can be in the form of work experience or in the form of knowledge about how trading works with books or in the form of a training program like, like the excellent one Amplify Run. Now, I would recommend to you, all of you, regardless of how much experience you have, to read as many of the popular books on trading as you can. There's lots of lists online or even just browse through Amazon trading books and read every single one you can find. If you're serious about this industry, it will put you at a serious advantage in terms of knowledge, and it'll also help to get you a better picture of what a trading job looks like day to day and whether it's really for you. Now, me at 18 years old, I didn't really have any of those things. But the one good thing I did have, um, as soon as I came to London, one good thing I did was I started to talk to anyone and everyone who was even remotely interested in trading. I joined all of the finance societies at UCL and I went to every single event. 
every evening I was at a different workshop or lecture, learning whatever I could. And one of the people I got quite familiar with was a third year who was the chairperson of the largest society at UCL. And he mentioned to me that there might be a training internship scheme that our university was a part of. And that was actually how I heard about Amplify Trade. Now, keep in mind, this was 10 years ago. And Amplify wasn't the market leader in training that you guys are familiar with today. Um, you know, it was very much a pioneer in, a, in an asset industry that hadn't really been done before. So training in finance at, at, in 2009, 2010, it was a new concept. And you know, Amplify was, was just starting up there. Now, this ties into my second point of advice for all of you. Um, network. I would not have heard about Amplify if it wasn't for me putting myself out there and talking to whoever I could about the industry. And interestingly enough, after I got my first job post-graduation, both of my next career moves have come from my network. I've never needed to apply for a job again. The trading industry is a relatively small one. And the more you interact, the more opportunities you open yourself up to. Now, often people, oftentimes people interpret that as, you know, having to go out to events afterwards, you know, getting hammered, drinking, going to kind of those dedicated type of networking events that some uh, societies run. I'm here to tell you, you know, me personally, I'm actually an introvert. Um, I'm a Muslim who doesn't drink and doesn't particularly like socializing in big groups. Uh, it doesn't have to be the case that that's the only way to network. It means putting yourself out there to ask some questions and be curious when you're starting off. And then once your career starts to progress, staying in, the, staying in touch with those people who you've met along the way. Now, an example right now is I, I interned with Will and Piers a decade ago, and, and we still keep in touch. And you know, that means when the guys are invited me to talk to you today, I was very happy to zoom in and share some of my experiences. Oftentimes, these connections, which at the beginning, you don't really think too much about, can be incredibly impactful on your career. So in the summer of 2010, I came into the Amplify offices for an eight-week internship program. It was my first real exposure to a trading floor and also my first real exposure to traders in person, these kind of mythical, legendary things that I read about in my head but didn't really know too much about for real. Um, and I remember the buzz I got from being on the floor was unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. You know, there was an electric atmosphere, hearing the announcements, seeing the guys trading live. And that was when I knew for certain that this was the only thing I wanted to do professionally. It had a big impact on me. And you know, not just on the trading side, but being able to see Will and Piers up close, that really broke down a lot of the misconceptions about, for me about what the stereotype of a trader could be. But here were two humble family guys going out of their way to help young people in the industry succeed. A big, big difference to kind of cliched idea of a trader, swashbuckling, arrogant, nothing like that at all. And it was really, really refreshing. So I spent my eight weeks at Amplify and I returned back to UCL for my second year with a renewed sense of passion. You know, and with no exaggeration, I can tell you over the next two years, I applied close to 200 internships and graduate roles, anything and everything I could find to do with trading. You know, and to be honest, I barely heard back from most of the companies that I applied to. And at the time, I didn't really know why that was. You know, at this point, I felt I had a little bit of experience having done the Amplify program. I'd read a lot of good books. I felt, look, I had a decent knowledge base for an undergraduate at that time. Looking back on it in hindsight, knowing what I know now, you know, and something for you guys to bear in mind is that, that these things are a big lottery. If you're looking for a career in finance, there's definitely an element of luck in it. You know, perhaps might be an unpopular opinion, but I'll share it with you. There you know, is an element of unconscious bias. So if you have a foreign name or you know, whatever that might be, 
sometimes these things do get picked up on and you know, I felt like a name like Ayman Rahman probably didn't help me. Um, and three, the quality of the candidates' CVs for the very, very top roles, like trading, are extremely strong. And even if you do have experience, you need luck to break through and get your foot in the door. So I kept applying, um, and right around the time I was finishing my final year exams, I'd kind of mentally accepted that perhaps trading wasn't going to happen for me right now, but I wasn't going to give up. And that brings me on to my third point, which I'd like you all to keep in mind, which is stamina. Now, even though things hadn't worked out how I hoped at the time, that didn't stop me hustling to get into trading. I had spoken to some of the professors on campus and somehow talked my way into continuing at UCL to do a PhD in computational finance slash algorithmic trading. Four years earning £18,000 a year wasn't exactly what I had in mind when I said about embarking on a trading career. But if that's what it took, I'd resolve to do whatever I needed to stay in trading. As I was sitting my final exam, one new small fund got back to me. I was invited for an assessment center on the same day I had a final exam. And I distinctly remember wearing my interview suit and running back to the exam pool just to get there in time so I could sit my exam and do the assessment center on the same day. Now, looking back on it, it would have been pretty easy to not show up to that interview kind of accept, look, I've got a backup option. I've got my PhD or whatever sorted. This is my final exam. It's pretty important I get a good grade. Frankly, for me, as someone who was really passionate about trading, that idea never entered my mind. I wanted a job in trading. If that meant one of my exams had to be slightly compromised or I had to make a rush or whatever, trading became my priority. And they say, look, good things come to those overweight. And they say, you make your own luck. Well, what would you know? The last interview I took, was the one that would offer me a chill. It was fascinating, you know, seeing the trading floor on action. I got the same buzz as I did on the amplifier floor, but now it was like it's on steroids. You know, the oil markets, which I'm involved with, are predominantly voice brokered. So there's literally people kind of shouting bids and offers that open telephone lines to you all day. It's an instrument we call a dealer board. And it creates an atmosphere that is unlike any other corporate environment. You know, the only thing I can really compare it to is like playing a, a professional team sport. You know, the adrenaline, the noise, the pressure. Many of you have seen videos what the open outcry pits used to be like. Well, this is probably the closest thing around to that today. Oil trading and in particular oil swaps. Now, the third, at the start of my third week, I was actually brought onto the trading desk, stopped shadowing and given some actual responsibilities. Just to give you a bit of background about how the trading desk there was structured. We were effectively operating as a team of three, trading one book. So there was a CEO who was also the head trader, making the executive decisions on what to buy and sell. There was an associate carrying out trades in line with the game plan set by the head trader. Um, and then there was the most junior person, what we in the industry call the blotter person, who was responsible for writing down all of the voice executed trades and inputting that into our internal risk system so that the desk could see their correct risk position and know their PL. If you mess up on the blotter, it's very clear to the senior traders because it causes a position outage or an incorrect PL. And at minimum, you're going to be causing a distraction for the revenue generators. And at worst, it can actually cost the desk money. So it's a lot of responsibility straight away for a junior person. But at the same time, it's a fantastic learning opportunity because you have to follow everything that's going on 
all day meticulously. And in my experience, that's the best way of learning how to trade. When you kind of absorb yourself in it, completely immerse yourself in the experience and focus on everything that's happening all throughout the day. Which brings me on to my fourth lesson. Don't be afraid to admit what you don't know. I was brought onto the trading desk by surprise at one of the busiest trading times of the day. And oil trading, the prices of daily global refined products, are set on the assessment of a pricing agency, which determines, based on what trades in what the industry calls a window, a short amount of time during the trading day, 30 minutes long, where the agency assesses what they believe to be fair value on that product on that day. Now, this window brings a lot of liquidity. A lot of people want to execute trades, they want to buy and sell, and it's a very busy time for most oil trading desks where you'll see a flurry of activity. Now, I was actually brought onto the desk at this time as a fellow analyst who had joined a few weeks before me, had basically been unable to perform under the pressure, had made a string of errors, and was booted off the desk in simple terms. I was told to take a seat um, in the middle of that very busy time to sort out the booking errors that he'd made and take over the responsibility of booking any new trades. At this point, I, I was pretty scared. I mean, I'd seen this guy, you know, analyst who was, you know, at this point was a pretty good friend of mine and, you know, uh, he, he got torn a new one and he got booted off the desk. You know, I didn't realize that the industry could be so brutal. Um, and I hadn't had any dedicated training on how to book trades. And I knew how important it was to the company that this was done correctly. You know, one quirk of trading as a team was that everyone was aware of how much P&L the desk was generating every day. And the numbers were serious. You know, you're coming in as a 21-year-old guy and you're seeing this company as a startup and they're making anywhere from twenty dollars to $100,000 a day. And you're thinking, wow, like, I'm going to be a part of this, but I also don't want to mess it up. And uh, I remember saying to the CEO, I'll be worse than the guy that you booted off desk. And he said, look, thanks for letting me know, but I don't care, you're up. Now, I don't know if that line I shared helped to cut me some slack, but I feel proud of what I said there because it's so easy in that situation to worry about how your look will come across. It's common in life for people not to want to appear incompetent, but that can often be counterproductive. It's much better in my experience to admit your limitations so those around you can help you learn. And it's better to appear dumb for a moment than stay dumb forever. And that's usually how it goes if you don't speak up. Now, I don't know how, by some miracle, I made it through that window. I stayed on the desk for the rest of the day and I never really looked back. Over the next year, I was increasingly given more responsibility. And 14 months later, I was running the largest trading desk of the company with the CEO effectively stepping away from day-to-day -day trading. And that brings me on to my fifth and final point. Go somewhere you can make an impact. Growing companies and growing teams often have more of an impact on your ultimate success than any innate ability you may have. Choose well where you go and who you work with because it will be a big determinant of your success. So to summarize the five points which you might find helpful to keep in mind for your career and your progression. Demonstrate passion. Prove you want to be in this industry. Network. You never know who will turn out to be a very useful contact in the future and who you might be able to help or learn something from. Stamina. Three. Don't give up. Four. Admit what you don't know and learn. And five. 
go somewhere where you can have an impact. That's it. So thank you all for listening today. Thanks, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.